Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Janolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola, and we are back for a really fun episode. Um, it is just me again. Quarantine. We are going into week nine. This is this is crazy. It's like actually insane. Um, I feel like I say that every week, but it's just that's where we are, and I'm kind of scared. All right. Anyway, moving on. I want to start this off by saying. I know it's a day late, but happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that listen to my podcast. Um, yeah, if anyone knows, I'm literally obsessed with my mom and I love her. So yeah, Mother's Day is a really big deal. I woke up early um, today. I'm recording this on a Sunday. Um, I made her some pancakes, some fruit on top, super Rachel Ray of me. And then I gave her her gifts. We watched church together. It was a really beautiful morning, really quiet, really calm. Um, and we enjoyed it. So I hope everyone else had a really great Mother's Day. I mean, if anything, I think this was a perfect Mother's Day if you are like at home with your family for you to just really enjoy the day with your mom and the rest of your family members if you live with them um, to just be together and enjoy the day instead of going out and going to dinner and doing something that we usually do is pretty extravagant. This was just like a nice home day with your mom. So I hope everyone did that and enjoyed it. Um, and I know there are a lot of us that aren't lucky enough to spend Mother's Day with our moms anymore because they're not here with us. So also big hugs and kisses to those people. So speaking of hugs and kisses, let's, let's talk about the quarantine a little bit because we just need all the hugs and kisses we can get. New Jersey and New York have been extended. Um, basically a whole other month. We are extended until June 6th. New Jersey was first. I think Murphy came out on Wednesday. Yeah, I think he came out on Wednesday and said that um, the lockdown is being pushed another 30 days. And then New York came out yesterday on Saturday and said that it was also being extended to the 6th. But then some other news articles started coming out saying that it was a pause um, so I'm a little confused about New York. What I read, I think it was on CNN. I'm not sure. And I don't have it up at the moment, but from what I read is that like, I guess certain businesses can open up on May 15th. I'm not sure of like the criteria that they meet. I'm sure it's like, it's definitely not like random places that we think would open up like, like our jobs, but it's definitely going to be, if you were like, I guess, important enough, you would be next under healthcare workers and essential workers. So I guess we'll see what happens um, at the end of next week if we get more news. But technically, New York is still closed from when uh, the governor first said it. It was May 15th. So there's still five more days or well, four more days if you're listening on Monday. And then I guess we'll see what they say and what the new news is. But as of now, I live in New Jersey and I ain't leaving my house till June 6th. Hear that clear, crystal clear. Will not see me out and about going to work, doing any of that crazy stuff. So yeah, everyone, I hope everyone's just, this is my little weekly check-in, everyone's staying safe, you know, following the rules, wearing your mask, and all that stuff. So, all right, before I get into the buzz of the week, I just want to talk about one thing that truly and utterly was upsetting this week and annoyed. Let me start off light in saying that it came out that Nordstrom is closing, I think, between 12 and 16 stores. I've heard different articles. I've seen different things. Some people said 12. Some people said 16. So let's just say between 12 and 16 stores. One of those stores being in the area that I live in, which is Freehold Mall, um, and they are closing that Nordstrom. I saw literally nonstop on Instagram, on Facebook, all these posts of people being really upset about Nordstrom closing, about how like that was their first job. Um, some people said it was something super special between them and their friends and them and their moms, which I totally understand. I mean, listen, I used not anymore because I feel like, honestly, I'm not that sad about it. Nordstrom has really fallen off. They're like the TJ Maxx of department stores right now. They're kind of on like a Macy's level, Lauren Taylor, JC Penney's level to me now. They'd really, anytime I go in there, I'm not happy or even online. Um, I like get sneakers from them now or like pajamas, nothing like crazy that I really want. Um, but yeah, as I've gotten older, I've not been happy with any Nordstrom store I've gone into, especially the one in my home area. So I wasn't that upset about it. But when I was younger in high school, I used to live there. 
literally lived there, lived in the cafe. The tomato soup is bomb. That's honestly what I'm most excited about. The cafe closing. Keep the cafe open. Take the store. Leave the cafe. The cafe is amazing. Um, and they have kind of like the best little like frappuccinos and iced teas. They're really good. That's what I'm most excited about. People are crying over shoes and shopping. I'm missing the cafe and the drinks. Um, so yeah, so that announcement came out and listen, I get it. Growing up, I lived there. Honestly, even when I do still go to this mall, which is rarely ever, um, I always shop on the Nordstrom side. I don't know why it just, it feels nicer. It feels better. And honestly, it's sounds sad, but it's the nicest store that that mall has. I guess that's also why people are sad. That mall really doesn't have anything. It's actually terrible. So I always shop there because I just feel like walking through, I feel better walking through Nordstrom than I do like JCPenney's or Lauren Taylor, which is always a mess and dirty. And don't even get me started on that Macy's. Ugh, I've never parked at the Macy's in Freehold Mall, but that's neither here nor there. My privilege is showing. Let's move on. So yes, Nordstrom is closing. People were all upset. Very hurt it seemed like they were actually crying over it like this was the the worst thing that's ever happened to them in their entire lives also the same maybe not the same day but the day before it came out of the young 26 year old man Ahmad who was running minding his own business and was shot by an ex-cop and his racist son I didn't see any posts about that from the same people that were crying about Nordstrom closing so this is me just doing a quick little PSA for those people. Step out of your privilege for a second. See the bigger picture. It's not the end of the world. People are, this is where I like quote Kourtney Kardashian for social justice. Cam people are literally dying. Like actually a young man just lost his life for jogging for running, for doing something that we all do and feel safe doing in our own neighborhoods. But because someone is a racist and a bigot and stupid and obviously not in 2020 with the rest of us, thought that he looked suspicious and looked like someone that had robbed someone or something of that nature that they knew about and decided just to shoot him and do a citizen arrest. I, I didn't even know that was still a thing, but sure do the citizen arrest. An arrest, I thought an arrest, you put cuffs on him, you put him in the back, you take him to the police office. I didn't know an arrest meant you kill and shoot him down. Like, literally, we are back in Mississippi and lynching people and hanging them from trees. So, um, Karen and Becky and Barbara and Katie and Catherine and the list goes on. No one cares that Nordstrom's closing. That's literally not a big deal. You can still shop online. All the stores are not closed. You will be okay. Your world is not ending. Grow the F up. Seriously, I was, and I'm getting heated because I was actually so disgusted by the fact that I'm all for like, I can be into politics, I can be into pop culture, I can be into reality TV. You can be into all the things and post about them. So the same post you gave to Nordstrom, that's fine if you're upset about it, if that's how you feel. But where was the same post for Ahmad? I know you saw it. It was everywhere. So stop. And I know everyone's watching the news more than ever because of what's going on in this pandemic. So don't play me with the, oh, I didn't see it. You're a liar. And you are just as bad as a racist. Even though you're not a racist, you're not bringing it up or talking about it or acknowledging it. You are just under them. You are no better. You're actually worse than them because at least a racist is upfront personal about theirs. You're a faker. You're a phony. And you're not talking about what's really going on in the world. But when the whales die and we had to keep the turtles alive, I see non-post and all that. And you want me to sign petitions. Also, there was a freaking petition. First of all, your stupid petition isn't going to do anything. Nordstrom has made their decision about their stores. Freehold Mall sucks. That Nordstrom is terrible. They have nothing. It's closing because of that. Retail was dying before this pandemic. It has nothing to do with that. This was probably already in place for stores that they were planning to close. And now with this pandemic, it's only made it easier that those stores definitely aren't bringing any money. So they are closing them. So stop signing that pan petition. Oh, can't even speak. I'm between pandemic and petition. Stop sending around that stupid petition, maybe send around the petition for Ahmad's life. Did you go running? Did you run for his life? No. But you want me to sign a petition so you can go and shop and go to the beauty counter and buy Sam Edelman's shoes so that you privileged women can feel good about yourselves when your husbands finally do go back to work and you can walk around the shopping mall with your baby? Yeah, I'm, I went there and I don't care. So grow up. Like, tr stand for something. If you stand 
for nothing, then you're you're not important. So why should I feel bad for you and boohoo with you over Nordstrom closing? Because you can't go get your tomato soup. I'm like, come on. Some of you really need to do a privilege check in the mirror and realize what's important and what's not. And Nordstrom closing is not. Now, what is important is people who have lost their jobs because of it. Now, if they're posting, I understand. I am sorry for you and I understand that. But that's not why these people were posting. These people weren't posting because they're sad about people losing their jobs. They're sad about the memories that they had going to the store. Yeah, I went to the store a lot. I have a lot of memories with all my friends. You know what else I have a memory of? Running on my mother's credit card and getting in trouble because she only would let me use her Nordstrom card. I don't know why she gave it to me, but that was always in my bag in high school and I would run that thing up. I have great memories there, but you don't see me boohoo and crying and not being aware of what else is going on in the world. So in this time, we have another four weeks. Take this time and look inside yourself and that dark hole you have and that little bubble that you live in, how about you come out of the bubble, you Google some things, you figure things out and you come into 2020 and realize that this is wrong. And what happened to Ahmad was wrong. And he should be here. I believe his 26th birthday was this week. And now he doesn't have a birthday. But no, yes, Karen. Yes, Becky. Let's cry over that you'll never get tomato soup again. Let's cry that you can't go to the mat counter with your BFF. Oh, I'm so sad for you. Ugh, literally F off. All right. That was all I had to say. That was my rant for this episode. So, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Let's get light. Let's get happy. Let's go into the buzz of the week. Um, there, this week was a little bit, you know, like the most of them. Last week was great. There was a lot going on. Um, uh, but this week was a little bit low. But we did have a little, not fun things, but things to talk about. So, let's start. Scott Disick. Um, it came out that he checked into rehab, which I mean. I don't watch Kardashians religiously like I used to, but I tune in. I definitely follow a bunch of like those little Instagrams that post clips of them. So like, I feel like I can keep up with it. I mean, I don't need to watch the full hour episode. Nothing's happening. They're just eating salad. So I just watch a little clips, clips. And from what I've seen, it seems like Scott is on a much better path from his Miami days where, you know, he was punching glass and mirrors and Courtney was crying and saying, I love Mason more than I love you. That is actually my favorite Courtney um, line. More than can people are dying. I feel like people don't remember it enough, but like when they were in Miami, that last episode of season one, Chloe and Courtney take Miami and she was crying into the phone with like kind of a Lauren Codron mascara thing happening. And she was like, I love Mason more than I love you. Okay, let's move on. So Us Weekly says, Scott Disick knew he was going down a slippery slope before rehab. Sophia Richie child noticed a change in him i will say it's not that i feel bad for sophia richie because she knows that she's a child and that scott is actually a real man with like real life problems but a little bit of me feels bad for her because it's like this child does not know how to handle this and maybe this would be the wake-up call that she needs to like honey you're like brand spanking new into like the real world even though like her real world is like lionel richie's daughter and like she's rich but like for the things of like rehab and things like this because scott's kind of dark um, so Us Weekly says Scott Disick is feeling discouraged after his attempt to seek treatment was interrupted by a privacy concern. So what happened was that I guess he went in, you know, and it was private and it, I think it was either leaked to TMZ or Daily Mail, one of those, the two worst news, uh, websites in the world, um, that he was, um, in rehab. It was supposed to be a secret. It was supposed to be on the down low. And obviously here we are talking about it. So, it says, Scott is really hurt, annoyed, and upset at the fact that his privacy was violated when all he was trying to do was something that was good for himself and to better himself since he noticed he was going down a slippery slope. The source explains, noting his girlfriend, Sophia Richie, was also worried about him. Sophia noticed a change in him and that he wasn't that he wasn't as healthy and happy as he could be, and Scott made a decision to help to get help for himself and for her and their relationship. What about the kids? The kids. There's three of them, but okay. Us Weekly confirmed earlier this month that 36-year-old Flip It to Like Disick checked into treatment to deal with past traumas, including losing his parents within six months of each other five years ago, hours after a photo of him at All Points North Lodge Rehabilitation Center in Colorado leaked online. However, Disick checked out. It says it is a very sensitive situation and Scott felt the need to get out of there and leave right away once he found out they leaked everything. The source says him and his lawyer are planning to take serious action against the facility. I agree with the taking action. I mean, 
it's if he was literally like wasn't even there yet, but noticing that he was about to go down a slope he didn't want to go down to, he was taking the right steps to get himself better. And for you to kind of out him is wrong because now it's saying he left. So obviously this is not on the people who it, it's still on them kind of. I mean, yes, Scott's girl man, he could have been like, whatever people know I'm staying in, but he left because he felt judged and things like that. But it's like, why do that to someone? Especially like there's you have nothing else to worry about right now. You're worried about like telling on someone that's checking in rehab to do better for themselves. This man is trying to make himself a better person and make sure he doesn't go down a path that he's been down multiple times. I mean, losing your parents that close together, heartbreaking. He doesn't really have the family he always wanted. He wanted Courtney. He wanted those kids. Let's be honest. He's not with Sophia Richie because he wants to be. He's with Sophia Richie because I think he needs a companion and he needs to feel good about himself. I'm sure he loves her, but I think she makes him feel better about himself because um, he's not with someone his age. You know, he doesn't want to be with someone on the same level as him. I think he needs to stay on the right track. He needs to feel like he's doing more. And he's a man. And I feel like with Courtney, he couldn't be that. You know, Courtney is a force of nature. As we see, she took Kim down. So, you know, she she can beat someone up a little bit. And I'm not blaming her, but I think Scott needs someone to actually cater to him and take care of him. And it does seem like even though Sophia is a child, she's doing that. Um, so I'm, I don't understand what the point of leaking this was, especially because we know how serious and dark Scott can get. Um, it goes on to say that his lawyer previously told E! News that they were taking legal action, as they should. Um, the president and CEO of APN Lodge apologized to the reality TV personality in a statement, which means that it was leaked from someone, obviously, in in the lodge. So it's also like, come on, why is anyone else going to come here if they don't feel safe? This is supposed to be privacy and safety, and you're not giving that to me. So I'm... Um, Intrigued to see where this goes. Um, I'm sure it will be. Actually, they're not filming right now, so maybe it will be. Who knows? It says he's, you know, he's opened up and been open about his struggles with substance abuse and emotional issues in the past. Scott's breakup and past issues with Courtney and his parents' deaths have deeply affected him. I think we all know that that's been out there. And I, I, I always did feel bad for Scott because I felt like, you know, the Kardashians are this big family and now they all crowd around him. But when he was really, really dark they would like be so mean to him and I think it only made him do worse things um so praying for Scott um I'm hoping maybe he just went to a different facility that's obviously not said here so I don't know hopefully you know he's figuring out and doing what works best for him I don't understand why his kids weren't mentioned I mean I get he wants to be good for his girlfriend himself but he also has three kids that he is he has in this world. So I'm a little confused as to what one said. And getting better for his kids. I mean, I'm sure we all know that. I mean, I, I think it's obvious that Courtney and Scott love their kids, but I find it weird that whoever gave this comment, because it wasn't Scott, but that they did not mention his three beautiful children. Weird. All right. Let's move on. Hmm. Well, speaking of moving on, Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson are doing that from each other. They are moving on E! News. Reports, Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson are officially, in quotations, moving on following their recent split. Um, first of all, they have said it's been, I mean, last week we talked about it with Kristen and Jay. They have said divorce and breakup um, rates are going to spike during this quarantine. You're with someone all day, nonstop. It's, we're going into week nine. It's a lot. Like, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Into week two. I sent Robbie back to his parents for a little bit. Couldn't do it. It was a breaking point. From then, we've gotten better. And, you know, I'm, I'm understanding that, you know, nothing we can do. We're here together for the for the future. And obviously, really for the future because we're getting married. But it's a lot to really be with a person 24-7. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks, actually, of that day. Because, whew, it was I was hitting a wall and I was like, I can't even look at you. You got to go. I'm done with you. I don't want to hear you chew. I don't want to hear about how you have to work out. I don't want to hear about how I'm eating too much and I have to. Oh, also, just a little side note to call Robbie out. I was eat, we were, First of all, he asked me to bring up some nuts that I got from Trader Joe's. And he goes, oh, can you bring up some of those nuts? So I said, yeah. So I went downstairs, brought up the nuts. I'm eating them along with him. 
He goes, you know, you really got to stop eating. Excuse me. We were eating them together. I wouldn't be chewing on these nuts if you didn't ask me to bring them up here. But then he tried to say, he was like, I just mean you need to eat healthier. Whatever. Like, it's not my fault. I, I, you bring up this, you want to eat. I can't have food in front of me and not eat. It's hard. Okay? All right. Anyway, back to Ashley and Kara. So E! News says, Ashley and Kara don't seem to have plans for conciliation after almost two years since the two began dating and one year since they went public. They have called it quits. According to E! News, a source, the two are officially moving on. The source shared that the pretty little liar star moved out and is staying with friends. Following their split, the two haven't had a lot of contact and have split their time hanging out with separate group of friends. What group of friends? You should be inside. It's a pandemic. I'm very confused about this. But what I will say is they were doing a lot of posting on TikTok in the beginning of this quarantine. First of all, those TikToks are hard. So I can understand if they broke up over a TikTok, it makes a lot of sense because you got to get the dance moves right. You got to get the word. If it's like a voiceover, you got to get the words right with your mouth. And it's like acting all over again. And if you can't get it, then you fail. Then you got to redo it. You got to redo it all from the beginning. So I'm going to say they broke up because of TikTok, because the TikTok videos, you know, one of them had to be lacking. Kara's not really an actress. Ashley is. So I'm going to say maybe Kara was lacking. And Ashley was like, you know what? I am an A-list actress. I have been in the Teen uh, Choice Award winning Pretty Little Liars. I don't need to deal with this. I am basically the Angelina Jolie of Freeform. I don't need to put up with this. You're an amateur. I need to be with a real woman who knows how to keep up with my TikToks. Again, this is all speculated. I don't, this is also speculated for me. I don't know anything. Um, it says fresh off uh, her split from Ashley. Another E! News source shared that the supermodel reunited with Margaret Qualley. I don't know who that is. Um, Cole Sprouse. Oh, Cole Sprouse and KJ Appa. They're from Riverdale. See, I'm in tune. And Alex Fine. Who is Alex Fine? Is that Cassie's husband? I don't know. For a backyard pool party in Los Angeles. How are y'all having pool parties? Y'all don't all live together. See, this needs to be looked into because that's, maybe that's why they broke up. Because one of them wanted to party during the pandemic. The source also shared that the both feel like it's over and better if they got their, go their own ways. I agree. Oh, see here it says, the last time the two were spotted together on social media on March 17th when they both uploaded a TikTok video on Instagram. Since then, it appears the two have taken down other posts of each other. Yeah, it was TikToks. It was the TikToks. I, I'm sticking with it. So you heard it here first from me that uh, on Janolaism that, uh, yeah, Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson broke up because of their TikToks and they couldn't get it together. You know, listen, if you can't get a TikTok together, then what can you get together? not going to buy a home, not going to start a life. That's why Robbie and I, we, we tried the TikTok thing. And I was like, you know what? We're not even going to go down this slope because you're competitive and I'm competitive. He was trying to, he, he was YouTube in the savage dance. And I, I was like, you know, I don't think it's best for us, you know, for our relationship. I think it's best if we let the TikTok go. If you want to do TikTok on your own and I do TikTok on my own, I think that's best to do it as a couple. I don't think it's good because, you know, there's so much pressure to be a great TikTok couple and we're just not there. You know, I would like to do more like housewife reality TV voiceovers. And I think he wants to do like the couple dances. And for some reason, Robbie assumes he can dance. He can't. But, you know, he assumes he can. So he's really into the savage, bougie, rich. You know, he loves that one. Carol Baskin. I love that one. Now, I love watching TikToks. They make me laugh. Doing them. Again, I like to do them alone and a reality TV one. I'm good for a NeNe Leaks, you know, a housewife line. But besides that, yeah, TikTok's not for me. It's just not, you know, I'm too old. I'm too old. It's just, I think there's an age limit to TikTok. And I think it's 23. Mama's 26. Gonna be 27. So she's, you know, the eggs, I can't even donate anymore. So I'm past prime, if you know what I mean. All right. What else is there to talk about? Oh, this one's good. So this is our last one. Again, last but not, honey, definitely not least. This story actually really infuriated me, um, but I had to talk about it. So it's our buzz of the week, but it's also our reality tea of the week. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. 
All right, calm down. I'm sorry. I feel like you can hear my chair squeaking. I'm not going to sit here anymore. I don't like all this. Okay. Um, so there, how can I start this without sounding crazy? So Emily Griffin is, is it Giffen or Griffin? Let me, let me make sure I'm doing this right. Emily Giffen. That's a, that's a see, I always think she's Griffith or Griffin, but I think those are other people. So yeah, Emily Giffen is, um, a well-known author. Um, she's actually like a huge bestseller. She wrote, um, what was it? Something Borrowed. And let me look up so I can give her her accolades. I really shouldn't because she's a huge, but let's see. Emily Giffen is an American author of several novels commonly categorized as chiclet. Something Borrowed, Something Blue, All We Ever Wanted, Heart of the Matter, Love the One You're With. I love that song. So yeah, that's what she's written. Looks like she's written a lot of books. All the covers look very much... Oh, First Comes Love. I, I remember seeing that book a lot. Baby Proof. Um, yeah. Borrowed and Blue. So I guess she writes about weddings and babies. Good for her. I mean, listen, I love the movie Something Borrowed, but I think that's all because of Kate Hudson. So I'm not going to give it to Emily. Anyway, so on SheKnows.com, it says, Meghan Markle was mom shamed by a best-selling author and things are getting ugly. So let me tell you what I saw before I like give you the facts. I'm just going to give you the Janolaism facts. So Emily Giffen seems, this is, again, seems, I don't know if these are my facts. They're not real facts. She seems to be a hater. Um, I feel like maybe she really wanted to be a part of the royal family and is pissed that um, Harry married a black woman and is just not for it. Um, she seems to be also very obsessed with the royal family. And like, don't get me wrong, I love the royals. Watch the crown religiously. And, you know, got up early to watch Meghan walk down the aisle. But uh, she takes it to another level where like she is in attack mode. So I'm going to say either she has a crush on Harry or she doesn't like black people. She is from the South. It's Atlanta, Georgia, but you know, they, they vary. Um, and I have an inside source. Um, I'm going to say who, but this, this is also a real source. I'm not lying. Um, they, I know someone that lives in the vicinity of her and have claimed and has claimed that she is not a nice person. So that's all I'm going to say about that for cheese. A biatch. I hate to say that on Mother's Day, but that's what I heard. It's just what I heard. Doesn't mean it's real. Doesn't mean it's fake, but that's the news on the street. Anyway, she knows reports. She she knows reports. For some royal fans, Meghan Markle can do nothing right. People really hate Meghan, and it's so sad. Let's move on. Even when the former actor is reading a very adorable book to son Archie on his first birthday to raise money for a children's charity, they find a way to mom shame her. On Wednesday, best-selling author Emily Giffen decided to post her own harsh opinion on Markle's video, and the backlash was swift, to say the least. You don't have to be a mom to understand what's wrong with Giffen's comments, but it hurts a little more when you are. Again, I agree with that. I am not a mom, but I thought she like literally took it so far, she basically posted a screenshot of from the video of Megan reading Archie. I think it was like bunny, a bunny rabbit. Oh, duck rabbit, a duck, a duck rabbit book. And then she goes, happy birthday, Archie. And then goes, go away, Megan. First of all, I gave birth to him. So you couldn't wish him a happy birthday if you want me to go away. If I go away, he goes away. He's my son. Maniac. Back up. Um, so it goes on to say she is a self-professed anglophile. I don't know what that means. Hold on. Stay with me. I'm Googling this word. Oh, okay. So she is a person who admires England, its people, and its culture. I'm probably saying that wrong. Anglophile. Ange Anglophile. Anglophile. So I said it right. Okay. Weird. All right. She knows what the big words. 
Anyway, she posted a text conversation to her Instagram stories about Markle's Save the Stories video for Save the Children, in which she reads Duck Rabbit to Archie. Archie is adorable, but that video screamed, look at me. She wrote to a friend in the screenshot. Twitter user Caitlin Menza shared, it was also sad how she seemed just slightly annoyed Archie wasn't fully cooperating to her Sanders. First of all, I watched the video and she seemed, I can't stand kids, and she seemed more than patient with Archie. And even if she seemed annoyed, that's her kid. She can be annoyed by her kid. Who are you? Literally, who are you? How dare you judge someone? And off of a 20-second video of her reading to her son, first of all, he was trying to flip through that book because he wanted to be done with it. He was more through with her than she was with him. He was like, Megan, I am done, girl. I'm sick of these people. I don't want to read this little book to them. Close this up. Daddy, turn off the camera and let's get back to uh, Tyler Perry's mansion because I need to roam around. I need to be free. I can't be living like this. I ain't got no pants on. That was also something she said about him not having pants, which I'm just making a joke of. I mean, he didn't have pants on. Megan could have put pants on a boy. But, you know, neither here nor there. I'm not a mother. I haven't given birth. Who am I to judge whether she wants to put pants on her son? Maybe he wouldn't put the pants on. Maybe they didn't have a choice. Maybe Archie was like, girl, I am heir. I am heir, not an heir to the throne, but I come from the throne and I will not put on pants if I don't want to. So, anyway, let's continue. She seemed so unmaternal. It was uncomfortable. She's such a phony. Giffen agreed. Wow. First of all, how is she a phony and uncomfortable? She seems so happy. She seems the best she has. She seems more uncomfortable sitting next to Kate and the queen. So it comes off as if Emily's a hater and she's so obsessed with the royal family that she was, she was in it, but she's not. She's at home. She's sitting at home in her home in her I mean, I'm sure Tyler Perry's home is nicer than her home. He owns his own studio, so she's pissed about that. She's pissed that they're in this huge mansion walking around, that they've left the royal family, that they want nothing to do with it, and they are living their best life. And she's over there in Atlanta, Georgia, where they're just opening up the state for people to die. So I'd be upset too if I was her, Emily. I understand why you're upset. So basically this article, I'm not going to sit here and read this, but basically it's saying how she was wrong and that she came back and apologized saying that, of course, she didn't think that she posted a non-apology statement to her private Instagram. Oh, yeah, after people started coming for her, she put her Instagram back on private. She was like, oh, I can't have these black people, these black lovers coming at me. Let me stop. She didn't say that. I'm doing too much. Um, she says she was initially a big fan of Markle and celebrated their marriage wholeheartedly. That's a lie because I did see on Twitter that people went back and didn't understand. And she was literally posting how she didn't understand, um, why Harry was marrying her. So you're also a liar. You're a hater and a liar. The two worst things to be. Um, but her opinion of the couple has changed since they left their Royal family duties. But I can say from the bottom of my heart that my criticism of Megan has, has never had anything to do with her race. Further, I understand why she wanted to leave the monarchy and carve out her own path. I do ever find fault with the way both she and Harry handled things, and those feelings bled over into later posts, including the ones today. So you're judging her as a mom because she didn't want to be a part of the royal family. Yeah, Emily, that makes total sense. Put her ass in the psych ward and next to the rehab next to Scott because she has lost her damn marbles. Girl, that doesn't make any sense. You're judging her Reading a book to her son because she didn't want to end up like Harry's mother and die in a tunnel. Hmm. Okay. Praying for you. Happy Mother's Day. Um, what else does this say? <laughs> Whoever wrote this is funny. She goes, okay, so you're not a racist, but just think it's a woman ever being the center of attention now that she has a child. Noted. Yeah. So, Emily, girl, we've seen you for who you are. We don't care. You're rude, you're disrespectful, your neighbors think you're a bitch, and move on with your life. I just don't understand why people hate Megan so much. I really don't. Like, I understand, yes, she has been, since she's been a part of the family, the short time she was, it has gotten negative, and, like, people have been really negative towards her and not understanding but it's like, it's 2020. Let's, I get that you're all for like structure and doing things old school ways, but he's, I don't, what I don't understand is the big deal is that he's not heir to the throne. Like Harry is never going to be king. So what is this obsession with them? They don't want to be a part of it. It's not that big of a deal. Now, if William and Kate, like if Megan was married to William and this was all going down, I would have a little bit more understanding, but I don't get it. I really don't. 
So, yeah, let's leave it at that. I don't understand it. Emily, you're canceled. I'll still watch Something Borrowed because, again, Kate Hudson. But I've never read one of your books before, and I probably don't plan to read it now. So your sales just tanked. So you'll definitely never get to a Tyler Perry mansion, boo. You're a hater. Okay, I'm going to take a little pause, get some water, and then we'll be back with the reality recap. And we are back. I have my Lokra. This, what is this flavor? Pineapple strawberry. It's so bomb. Um, okay, we are back for the reality recap. I'd also like to give a shout out to my mother on Mother's Day who was listening to my episode last week. Paused it and goes, you really got to get a jingle in there. Alrighty, vet. Well, can you make a jingle? Because I can't. Um, so if anyone's listening and can make a jingle, call me. All right, so let's go. Reality Recap's going to be short. Um, here we go. Let's start with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Shout out to, another shout out to Janae, who was on last week. She texted me when she was listening to me, to watch, uh, blah, bloop, bloop. All right, getting my tongue twisted. Let me take another sip. This is also not alcoholic, so I don't know why I'm talking like this. Okay, let's start over. Shout out. To Jeanette, who was on last week's episode, when she was watching this week's episode of Beverly Hills, she literally was texting me and was like, wait till you watch. So I watched and she was right because these ladies are actually insane. This episode was literally Kyle against everyone. Like, I don't know what her deal is. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if like she's not used to traveling this much and like it's all getting worked up. But like also, girl, nobody cares about you being in Halloween town. We didn't care about it before. We don't care about it now. Like, let this go. And that stupid clothing line, honey, no one's buying it. Like, we let you have your moment all the time with the stores and this and that. And it's like, okay, you don't need to, like, do so much. We know it's fake. We don't believe it. So just stop with all the crying. It's so annoying. So anyway, um, this week it was actually um, Teddy's retreat that she didn't care about. So it was only Sutton, Kyle... Erica and Dorit, 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 Dorit that went. Um, so let me just say this. It didn't seem like Teddy cared. Like even like I know like we were all like joking about everyone was like, oh, but she really does care. When they were all coming there, she seemed pretty chill. Like she didn't care. Like she was like, you guys can do whatever you want. Like, and I get it. Like people pay money for like her retreat and like, we might not understand accountability coach and all in by Teddy or whatever, but listen, she's making her money and it's her business and she's taking it seriously. So I just feel like she did not care at all, really. Like she didn't mean it in a rude way, but I really think she just meant like, I do not care. I do not have time. I think it was more like, I don't have time for y'all's mess. So like Dorit came late. She didn't seem faced. Um, Sutton was barely boxing. She didn't seem to be faced. They didn't, none of them wanted to do the meditation. She didn't seem faced. She literally moved their mats, figured it all out like any businesswoman would, and she kept it rolling. Honestly, I was very happy with Teddy this episode, if I'm being honest. Like, I was good with her. Like, she seemed to just be chill. Again, keyword seemed. Because I don't know, maybe there's something that they didn't show. So, <laughs> Dory ended up coming, I think, like two hours late or like three hours late. And also, fun fact, I saw that. The hotel that Teddy hosted her retreat in was called Sand Castle, Sanding Castle, whatever. Whatever the hotel was, it was the same hotel from Laguna Beach season one when they had their black and white party. So, oh, throwback. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. So, yes. So that happened and Dorit comes late and full, like Dorit looked good. Like people were joking like she looked like a Barbie doll. Barbie's hot. Barbie's cool. Barbie is fashionable. And that was Dorit. She came up looking fierce and the words of Denise at their dinner party later on in the episode she goes who cares if she looks like a model <laughs> and Kyle was like so upset by that it's like yeah Dorita's gorgeous her fashion is honestly really on point so like what are you upset about that she took time to get herself together and you didn't and you're walking around with those tired old lady dusty bang like I'm sorry that you got those bangs and I'm sorry that 
you don't look like Dorit and you're short and stumpy. You're you're still a beautiful woman and like you have a beautiful husband, beautiful family. Whether Dorit comes on time, late, not at all, dressed to the nine, dressed like a frump, that shouldn't bother you, Kyle. Get your life and Tamar Braxton voice. Like, come on. So Kyle seems literally like so upset that Dorit came late that she was like in her confession, like, she, can't, you, you were late because you took two hours for glam. And then I guess Dorit also had a photo shoot, and she posted because, again, when you look good, you take pictures of yourselves. I know I do. When I have one day that I look good, I'm t even if it's a selfie, my selfies are nonstop. I'm pushing them out left and right because I look good and I want you to see it. So, yeah, I'm sure Dorit did her whole Barbie look and was like, wait a minute, let me lean on this new house that I bought by myself without my man's money. We're about to have a photo shoot up in this... Okay, I'm not mad at her. And Kyle, you're mad because you hate your house and it got robbed and you want to move, but you ain't got no money because your husband is wheeling and dealing and it's not real and the agency is fake and whoo, child, let me not do it. All right, moving on. So anyway, Kyle was upset with Dorit more than Teddy was, didn't understand. Like the, Dorit was like, I'm going to leave because Teddy had made a comment basically saying that Dorit didn't need to say that she was coming to support, which I didn't understand what... Teddy was getting at with it. Like she was like, if I'm going to support someone, I don't need to say like, I'm here to support you. I, I mean, if I want to say that though, I can say that that's the way that I communicate. So if I'm saying that's her, and she was like, but if you don't want to come, don't, don't come. But Dorit was saying like, girl, obviously I don't want to come, but you we're working on our friendship and I'm coming to support you. Like, so it was like, I think Teddy also did all this to start some drama so she could look more interesting and have a little da -da -da going on. But it's like, girl, it was, it's not that deep. Because if you don't care, then whatever she says, if she come in to support you, let her come. Like, why are you questioning whether, if, if you don't think that she's supporting you, you should be like, Dory, I really don't even feel like we're on that level of friendship. So, girl, stay home. It's not that serious. So, that was the only thing that Teddy annoyed me with. But besides that, she was fine. Dory literally had to tell Kyle, like, I'm going to leave because if she feels like I'm not here to really support her, then I, I can go home. Like, I don't need to be here. And... Kyle was like, you can't, you came late, you can't leave early. Well, first of all, girl, I can do anything I want. I can't stand when people tell me what I can't do. First of all, I can do whatever I want to do because you are not my parent nor my elder. You are my friend. So I can do whatever I want to do. If I want to come late, if I want to leave early, if I want to come late, stay for five minutes and leave, I can do that, Kyle. Okay, are you paying for my Uber? I didn't think so. So I didn't get that. And then Dorit literally like screamed at her like, I have a life, Kyle. And I was like, I don't, I've been traveling. I've been, oh, girl, police. The traveling, girl, you don't get a medal for traveling. Shut up. And in the words of Dorothy Wang from Real Housewives, I mean, um, Rich Kids of Beverly Hills, if you're tired and you get jet lag, just means you're not well-traveled. So, Kyle, you're not well-traveled, sweetie. Hmm, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So, they get into the fight. At the hotel with the retreat. Also, the retreat was one day, which was a little strange to me because usually when I see those little like yoga retreats or things like that, they're like a weekend. Because like it was like end of retreat. So I was just confused. Like it was a one day retreat. No wonder nobody cared about it. No one's going to spend their day. And it was far. They were saying it was a far drive to come to something for a half a day. Girl, Teddy, keep that girl. And people pay like $5,000 for it. They stupid. Because they're stupid. Yeah. And so they brought all that back, all that drama back to um, what, what is it? Beverly Hills. And it was like divided in the group. Garcelle, you can already tell, can't stand Kyle. And I'm for it. So she was already on Dorit's side. Um, Rena rides the fence, as always, because she's messy. Erica is, you could tell Erica's on Dorit's side, but she likes Kyle. So she's trying to be very gentle about it. She's not being rude to Kyle. And Denise just doesn't give a damn. And I think she doesn't really care for Kyle. So it seemed like when she said the model comment about Dorit, that was low-key a jab. But then Kyle, they're at this dinner party. And Kyle is like trying to be super sexual and talking about threesomes and lesbians hooking up. Because I guess Dorit made a comment that like Teddy and 
Kyle slept in a bed once when they went on last year's trip, last season's trip. It was like Kyle, it was a joke. You take it too seriously. Like she gets so worked up over things. It's like exhausting. It seems exhausting to be her friend, honestly. Like I couldn't have a friend like that. I don't have time. I'm light. I'm chill. We're moving. We're shaking. We're we're drinking. Like girl, nobody has time for all this crying and hooping and hollering. Sit down, please. So she was all upset, and then she brought up, "Have you hooked up with a woman? Have you hooked up with her?" So Garcelle said she had. Um, in her modeling days, um, Erica said she's had a threesome with a couple or something like that. And then Denise, weirdly enough, was like, oh, guys, my children. Girl, two minutes ago, you were just talking about your husband's private parts at the same table. And all last season, that's all you did was talk about his private parts. So now all of a sudden, we got to worry about your children? Why are they here, girl? Send them into the house. Come on. You, the camera crew is here. You know we have to cause some drama. Let's not be silly, Denise. Come on now. So... That happened, and then that's when everything got brought up about Kyle and Doree and their fight, and Erica was trying to play mediator, trying to explain. Teddy was quiet as a mouse because, you know, she can't fight, and then Doree was basically saying, like, I feel like you defend Teddy, like, no matter what. She could be wrong. She could be right. It doesn't matter. You are going to defend her, and I don't feel like if we're all friends, like, basically, you need to stay neutral, but and also, Teddy didn't have a problem with it, so why are you inserting yourself? Because you feel like you need to defend her. For what? If she's fine, why do you care? And Kyle was like, I defend... Then here come the waterworks. I defend all my friends. And here comes Lisa Renner with them lips. Not all of us, Kyle. Like, Lisa, you done came for that girl's sister's sobriety more than once. You better be happy you are still on the show, because if she wanted you out, she could have told Andy. So stop. Lisa Renner, again, you're being messy. I haven't liked Lisa Renner so far. I am a huge Lisa Renner fan, but since this season, I don't know. I don't, first of all, I don't like how she's hyping Sutton because I don't like Sutton. I don't understand what her obsession with Sutton is. Sutton is not that rich. Second of all, she the way she's handling her daughter's anxiety, depression, I didn't like. Like her daughter was actually like, they went out for juices and her daughter was totally uncomfortable when paparazzi showed up. And here's Lisa Renner with her glasses like, hello, paparazzi. Like your daughter is talking to you about her anxiety and depression that she had to move home and drop out of school because of it. And you're waving at paparazzi. Come on, girl. The, get get with it. Come on, Lisa. Like, stop. Like, she's so self-centered. It's actually really scary. And I know she was like, I'm worried people are going to say, like, I give my kids anxiety. Well... If a tree falls in the woods at night, do you hear it? I don't know if that was the right saying. Tomato, tomato. You know, either way, Lisa Renna, I'm not saying you gave your daughter anxiety. I'm not saying you didn't give your daughter anxiety. I'm saying if she's talking about her anxiety and her depression, don't wave at the paparazzi. Okay. So, at this dinner party, continuing, Kyle flips from Dorit to Denise. She tells her to be quiet in her own house. First of all, as soon as Kyle would have said that, I would have been like, oh, honey, let me pack you this doggy bag. Let me grab your things. Mauricio, honey, call your Uber. You have to leave. Like, you're not going to tell me to be quiet, girl. If I want to tell, if I want to say whatever I want to say, you don't shut me down in my house. You don't pay the mortgage here. You don't pay the bills. You did not pay for that $1,000 uh, diamond ice sculpture, okay? If you want to have a dinner party, have another one at your house. Feed us a four or five course meal. Dance. Do your splits all you want in your home. We're not going to do that here. We are in my home. We are going to respect me in my home. If we don't know how to do that, we won't be invited to my home. Are we crystal clear, Kyle? They don't know how to be getting these. They just be, I think also they're older, so they're they're so like shocked and so, uh, <gasps> so soap opera with them. I would be like, Kyle, baby, get up and go home then because we don't want you here. Bye. Thank you. For your services. Like, I don't have time for that. No, goodbye. Um, so, yeah. So, then Kyle starts crying. She gets up. She leaves because she feels like everyone's coming at her. And it was just a mess. So, um, and it looks like we jump right into Denise's mess next week. So, I'm excited for that. But so far with Beverly Hills, I think we need a recast. I think Kyle and Teddy need to go. And I saw something from my girl, Catherine Heigl. No, not Catherine Heigl, girl. Get your life together, Jasmine. What is that woman's name? Catherine McPhee. <laughs> Ooh, bless me. Catherine McPhee, who is now Catherine McPhee Foster, who is married to David Foster, who was originally married 
to Yolanda Foster, the mess. So what I think she posted saying that her and Nicole Sheridan might do Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know if it was fake or not. And she literally said her tagline would be, hold on, let me pull it up because I sent it to my friend Janae. What do you mean I don't have any screenshots? You're a liar. Janae, when did I send this to you? Was it yesterday? She said something is like, oh, what was it? It was so good if this was her tagline. Hold on. I'm going to find it. I don't have time. I'll scroll. I'll still talk and scroll. So she literally posted it, and basically I think that they should be on it. I think Teddy and Kyle should go, and her and Nicole Sheridan should come in because Nicole has used to be married to Harry Hamlin, who is married to Lisa Renna. Those two going at it. Catherine Foster just, I mean, is her name Catherine? Catherine yeah, Catherine McPhee. Catherine Foster coming in now, it would be perfect because we've already had David on before. So to have his new wife and she's young, she's funny, she can sing, she's had a career. Everybody knows, I'm so over it. I love that song. It's a bop. Um, to have her on would be great. So I just, I think that's what needs to happen. So Andy, you know, if you want to call and talk this through, I can tell you what needs to happen. Um, so yeah, that's what I think should happen with, Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, it just needs to be redone. It needs to be recast. You know, it's tired. It's weak. I'm tired. It's just, let's grow up, people. Oh, here's what she said. This was her tagline. I found it. I might not have any hits, but I'll always be a smash. And if you don't know, she had a show called Smash. I think it only had like one or two seasons. It was amazing. It was kind of Glee before Glee. Or was it around the same time? I think it was Glee before Glee, but don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. There's a rabbit in the backyard running around like he owns the damn place. Okay, let's move on. So, yeah, that's what needs to happen on Real Housewives Beverly Hills. We had Kyle versus Dorit, Kyle versus Denise. So, Kyle needs a nap. It needs to go. We need to let her be. Kyle and Teddy, bye. Bring in Catherine and Nicole. Thank you. Okay, let's wrap this up. Summer House. Summer House is officially over. Summer House has really been bringing it this season. I'm really happy with it. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. So I'm excited for next season. Hopefully they film it because usually they start filming, I think, before 4th of July? Or is it June? No, I think they start filming, like, before. No, they start filming in June. So we'll see. Um, it might not be happening, so that's kind of upsetting. I don't know what we'll get. But fingers crossed that we're out of here so we could at least get, like, July to August. I don't know. So it was the finale. It kind of wrapped up. Um, nothing really crazy happened in the finale to even talk about. Um, so it seems like Kyle and Amanda announced that they had a wedding venue that they've booked and they have a date, but they didn't tell because not everybody in the house was invited, which I thought was very funny of Amanda to say because we know that it's Luke and most likely Jules. Um, and then... Luke and Hannah are still playing these games with each other. I'm bored. I'm over it. Uh, um, oh, um, my girl Paige read Lindsay like a book cover to cover. I loved every minute of it. That was like the end of the last episode into the new one. I loved it. And then, yeah, nothing really happened. They had a like going away party, I guess, and the last night in the house. Nothing really happened in the finale. But they did have a reunion, a virtual reunion. I watched What Happens Live. It was short, but it was quick. Let's let's dive into that. Let me take a sip. So, first of all, Amanda and Kyle, please do not get married. And I'm not judging. I know I talk about how I don't like to judge a couple because you don't know what they're going through and we only see five minutes of it. But first of all, the first thing he said was like, I wouldn't wish this... Um, Andy asked how quarantine was going with Amanda. He goes, I wouldn't wish it's on anyone. And Andy was like, you wouldn't wish anyone being quarantined with your fiance. And again, like I get it again. It's been rough. Those first two weeks were rough for Robbie and I. So I understand. But it's like if Robbie said that in public, I guess I'm kind of saying it. But still like, no, Kyle, honey. No. Like, also, I'm not on Bravo TV talking about this. I have like a, a handful of listeners. Like, who are you? my friends that I've already told, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that big of a deal. So Kyle and Amanda, I think hopefully this will really, I think, you know what? Quarantine, this coronavirus, like it is so sad that people are dying, but some of this is a look in the mirror that all of us need. So maybe they will figure it out because they most likely won't be getting married. They're supposed to be getting married this summer and it's obviously not going to happen. So maybe Rona, Miss Rona is doing them a favor. 
thought that was weird. Um, Amanda and Paige versus Lindsay. That obviously seems like they just don't. Amanda and Paige just seem like they don't vibe with Lindsay. Lindsay is older. She's 36. The girls are 26, 27. That's a 10-year age gap. Um, especially for women. Like, Paige is young. Amanda's young. They're just... But you know what? I'm not even saying young because Lindsay likes to go out more than they do. I don't think... Lindsay seems like a partier and they seem like chill girls and they just don't mesh. Lindsay also seems messy. And Amanda and Paige, literally, again, they're chill. They don't have time for it. But they also can go there if you want to go there. So I think that's where they... They just don't mesh. And it just seemed like even after they talked about it, it was really fake. Like Amanda and Paige were like smiling at her and apologizing because she said her feelings were hurt by some things. But I don't feel like the apology was real. I don't even think they really care. I just don't think they like Lindsay. And I don't like Lin- I don't think Lindsay likes them. I think she likes Hannah because Hannah's a hot-ass mess. And Lindsay's a hot-ass mess. So hot-ass messes usually go together. When you're being messy and you're running around town with your legs up and spreading them wide, down low for everybody, you know, it is what it is. And Amanda and Paige are not doing that. So sip on that. Okay. Hannah and Luke. This is what I loved about this because everyone's been like, oh my God, Paige and Amanda are so crazy. Why do they care? And I said it from the beginning. I was like, I know what it's like to be Amanda and Paige where you have a friend like Hannah who's doing something with a guy or their boyfriend and they're coming back to you and they're talking to you and telling you things. But then when they get around the guy and you call them out and then they're like, no, why are you guys so worked up? It's not that same. Girl, we was just in the back of the Uber and you were saying how he ain't this and he ain't that and you're done with him. But now you're slobbing them down in the kitchen. So make up your mind. That's what Amanda Page were upset about and Luke called her out on it. He literally said, when you were having, when Hannah would have conversations with Lindsay, she was being more honest about what we talked about our relationship. And when she had conversation with Amanda and Paige, she was changing things up. He was like, "So I get why they were the way that they were because of the things that they were hearing." He was like, "And I wish they would have talked to me about things." And then Amanda, you know, she's so shady. She was like, "Well, why would I talk to you about the same thing I talked to Hannah about?" Well, girl, because there are two sides to every story, and your girl Hannah was lying. That's what he means. But you know, they're all up each other's butts, so that was that. So I, and then Hannah was like, Hannah tried to make a fight. She goes, Luke, do you want to fight right now? No, girl, I want to call you out because you're a liar and you play, the same way your friends are claiming, I didn't play you, you played your friends. You played your friends and you played me. So all this stuff about Luke, 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 it wasn't Luke, it was Hannah. She's a liar. She's the one making stuff up. She was the one plotting and scheming all summer, playing around. She had a boyfriend then she wanted Luke. She got Luke, but then Luke play, was low-key playing her so then she told her friends how she didn't like Luke but she really wanted to sleep with Luke and wanted to get with Luke so she would get with Luke but then was still lying to her friends girl I'm too old and I'm tired I don't have time so that was that now the real big shocker was Jules and Luke had some off-screen fight and they actually like hate each other and Luke hates her more than he hates Amanda and Paige like he looked like he wanted to come through the virtual reunion on her he was like I don't even want to talk to you blah 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 I don't even know what they were fighting about really honestly I didn't get it something about Jules not sleeping with his friend and he was mad about it but he said that wasn't it but he never really said what it was um and then he said it was because she hit him so basically the way he never really explained the hit he just said she hit me and she said I didn't hit you on purpose you were he was sitting in the front seat of the uber she was in the back and he was annoying her so she went to like smack the back of his like not his head but like i guess like the seat head or whatever and her hand <laughs> i'm just loving because it is honestly it could it's not i believe her because i'm just i know when you mad and you do something you do it quick things escalate so i feel she said she went to hit him but not actually hit him, hit the back of the seat, but her hand kind of slipped through and hit him in the back of the head. <laughs> it's not that funny. It's just funny because I can imagine, and I know that I would do something like that. Like if I was mad, I just wanted to be like, Ur! and like do something real quick, but then like, you know, you're a little too aggressive and then you end up, somebody up and you got the cuffs on and you go into jail. Girl, it happens. So that's what I feel like happened. I don't understand where the cameras were because the cameras are always in the cars. So what was going on? Why didn't we see that? That would have been amazing. Um, so yeah, they seem to not like each other at all. Um, Carl came out and said he is sober, so I'm happy for him. He says he was an alcoholic, which 
everybody in that house is an alcoholic. But I'm glad Kyle, Kyle, Carl is getting the help he needs. Um, Hannah and Luke came out and said that they did not have sex. So waste of a summer, waste of a season for all of us watching. Because that was supposed to happen. That's what they made it seem like happened, but it didn't. Amanda and Kyle seem to think they're still getting married and they're working together on Lover Boy. Paige is cooped up with her rich boyfriend and I'm happy for her girl. And Lindsay is still with that little short man and she seems happy, so I'm happy for her. They had Danielle on the virtual thing, but she didn't talk once. That was embarrassing. Um, and Jules is cute. Yeah, that's all I have to say. You know, it... it it was a good season overall. I think the reunion lacked because it was virtual. I don't think that it was bad because the season was bad. Because I thought the season was amazing. I just think we couldn't get the reunion with all of them in each other's faces like we wanted. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. And that wraps it up for my reality recap. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. Week 9 of quarantine. Everyone stay safe. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Share with your friends. Share with your family. You know, talk about me to everybody. Get my followers up, y'all. I love y'all. If you're not following me on Instagram, my personal Instagram is Jasmine Nola, N-O-L-A. And the Jnolaism Instagram is at Jnolaism. If you don't know how to spell it, then you're an idiot because you had to type it in to listen to this podcast. You have a lovely day. Bye.